from Transport Topics in Washington, D.C. This is Road Signs. Here is your host, Seth Clevenger. Thank you for listening to Road Signs, the podcast series from Transport Topics that explores the trends and technologies that are shaping the future of trucking. With 2020 finally in the rearview mirror, we're going to kick off the new year with a special series examining the road ahead for transportation technology in 2021. In this first episode, we'll begin by discussing a trend toward the convergence of in-cab technologies. The number of devices and systems installed in commercial trucks has continued to expand in recent years. Federally mandated electronic logging devices are now required in over-the-road trucking operations. We've also seen the proliferation of onboard systems that track the location and status of trucking equipment and monitor how drivers are performing to help improve safety, boost efficiency, and comply with regulations. But the adoption of these disparate systems has also created an increasing amount of redundancy and complexity. Now, some technology suppliers see an opportunity to streamline fleet management by integrating these various technologies, and much of that is happening through mergers and acquisitions in the trucking technology sector. But how can this movement toward technology convergence streamline fleet management, and how will consolidation alter trucking's technology landscape in the years ahead? To help us answer those questions, we're going to hear from a guest who has been right at the center of these trends. With that, I'm excited to welcome Ray Greer back to the podcast. Ray is the CEO of Omnitracks, which pioneered the use of telematics and trucking and now offers a range of mobile communications and fleet management technologies. Thanks for joining us, Ray. Yeah, thanks for having me. So as we move into the new year, I'd like to take some time to discuss some of the key technology trends that we can expect to see in 2021. But first, let's start by looking back at a major news development for the trucking technology sector that happened last year. Uh, So this past fall, Omnitracks acquired SmartDrive, a major supplier of video-based safety technology for trucking fleets. So Ray, when you look back on that acquisition, you know, why did you decide to bring these two companies together and what opportunities did you see? And also give us an update on the status of that integration so far. Yeah, the primary interest uh, for me in acquiring Smart Drive is the recognition that behavioral event processing is in its early infancy of adoption in the industry. It's becoming a standard for how to drive uh, safe practices in the industry, specifically the intention of reducing the frequency of accidents as well as the severity of accidents. And we see this technology as you know, the next major stair step in innovation, you know, to really drive those kind of improvements. And uh, Smart Drive as a standalone business in this sector uh, made it a natural uh, fit for Omnitrax. And we, you know, have similar DNA serving the uh, larger, more complex market within trucking. So it, it was just a very natural fit. The integration so far has been going very well. Uh, We have completed the organizational uh, design and integration of all the critical uh, functions and teams. A key part of that is uh, we only had about 20% overlap in our customer base. And so we are, of course, uh, beginning to uh, cross-sell the services uh, between our respective uh, customers. The, The biggest part of the integration is technology. And we have, as of last week, the preliminary or what I would consider near complete design of how these technologies will be integrated 
in the cab of the truck uh, to ensure that the driver has a seamless experience and you know the customer in the back office has the same. So, so far, so good. Well, we'll certainly be watching it closely as uh, you guys continue to work together and uh, see how this all plays out in the market. And you know, I remember when you first announced the Smart Drive acquisition, uh, you really emphasized the potential for technology convergence. So I'd like to dig a little bit deeper into that. You know, just looking back over the, the past you know, several years, especially, we've seen a great deal of technology adoption in the trucking industry. You think about the ELD mandate, you know, onboard video is certainly something that has become much more common uh, in, in truck cabs. Uh, along with just broader adoption of mobile communications, telematics, asset tracking. But you think about all those systems on the vehicle now uh, and you know, in the cab, uh, there's, there's certainly some redundancy, there's, there's complexity. Uh, so Ray, I want to get your thoughts on how you think the industry can address that challenge. You know, what will it take to, to really streamline all of these disparate, disparate systems and technologies you, you find on a modern truck cab? Yeah, Seth, great question. And I would tell you there's really three dimensions to the idea of convergence of technology. And one, the obvious one is in the cab. Um, there are carriers in the industry that have upwards of three, four SIM cards uh, because of how technology was adopted, uh, point solutions, trying to solve specific problems uh, that created multiple uh, data plans, multiple devices, and you can even extrapolate that to multiple applications inside the cab. So the first real critical aspect of this is converging uh, the core devices, the, the data plans, the applications to create a unified uh, experience in the cab. And in the process of doing that, you begin to lower the total cost of ownership for the market. But there's two other very critical aspects of convergence that have to follow in cab convergence, and that is on host uh, systems. These carriers today are accessing multiple host systems because of those disparate uh, systems in the cab. Uh, they've got different logins. That implies there's no single source of truth in the data. Certainly, large enterprise organizations can implement data warehouses to try and consolidate all this data flowing from disparate systems, but you need convergence at a host level to ensure a unified experience. The third dimension to this, which is probably as critical as all of them, is the data AI uh, cloud convergence, where you are now bringing uh, this information in. Video is a form of data. Telematics is a form of data. Workflow applications is another aspect of data that you're bringing that together in a converged data AI cloud uh, to enable the, the right kind of visibility and insights to the business, but equally important, you can begin to mine that to better understand the environment, uh, better understand the conditions to improve the coaching of the driver, maybe even the management of the asset, uh, the freight and the delivery. And so convergence has three dimensions to it, and we're focused on all three. Well, thank you, Ray. And let's talk a little bit more about uh, the specific role of onboard video 
in this you know broadening you know growing ecosystem uh in, in trucking uh so this category this onboard safety you know onboard cameras uh, category has really taken off in recent years and you know you, you talk to the fleets and you hear you know s- several factors that are are driving that you know on one hand there's this desire to continuously improve safety through driver coaching and there's also a, a desire to you know, capture some level of liability protection, you know, given some of the nuclear verdicts we're seeing in recent years, especially. So Ray, just how much more growth do you see for video and trucking? And what are the factors that you see driving adoption? Yeah, video adoption, and you know, what I'm calling behavioral event processing, that's what Gartner, you know, has tagged this technology space is in the early stages of adoption. I think globally, maybe only 2% adoption, a little bit higher in the U.S., but even at very early stages. And what's interesting to me in looking at this, if you go back 30 years and look at uh, AOBRD devices, they were adopted by the very large fleets. Uh, A, they could afford them. B, they got the level of productivity improvements that justified the investment. And then along came ELD and and everybody at that point was required to adopt it. And now these smaller fleets are seeing the benefits of, you know, adopting ELD technology. And I think video is following the similar uh, adoption curve. However, it does have a more accelerated adoption curve because of the points you mentioned uh, around liability and nuclear verdicts. But as the larger fleets adopt this technology, you know, the others uh, follow. And what I would tell you is from, a, from what the underlining uh, reasons for this are is that the ability to adjudicate a driver, uh, most often it is not the fault of the driver. Uh, some of these nuclear verdicts are based on hearsay. Uh, video doesn't lie. And I think it protects the interest of the driver. And certainly the driver early on viewed this as big brothers watching you and not not too dissimilar than AOBRD or ELD devices. And now they see it's a tool that uh, helps uh, clear their name, clear their uh, history as not being at fault uh, for what what transpired. But what I would tell you equally important is using this technology to coach, mentor, and develop drivers. There's even some regulatory review underway for lowering the age of uh, drivers to help facilitate the driver shortage. Well, technology like this is critical. You know, it's like Michael Jordan saying, you need 10,000 free throws to master the art of the free throw. How many miles do you need to drive to truly master the profession of a of a driver, and I think video-based safety enables you to accelerate the knowledge, the understanding, and the performance of that driver at a much quicker pace than they would ever get, you know, on their own. Because you can capture events that might not have resulted in a accident or even a severe accident, and you can use that uh, to review, to coach. Uh, to help them understand the conditions that were present that created uh, that issue for them. And so from from my point of view, 
that's really what's driving this. It is an insurance uh, critical aspect, but it's also this ability to bring drivers into market. And I, I believe quite strongly a driver that has had the opportunity to drive with video-based safety will become a higher value driver to carriers than one that has not had the benefit of that technology. Yeah, well, we've certainly seen the trucking industry, you know, really pull out all the stops to to try to, to build up his workforce and you know, recruit that next generation of drivers. And uh, yeah, I mean, anything that the industry can do to uh, further their development into, you know, safe, um, effective drivers uh, will be paramount in the years ahead. From time to time, an issue commands so much of the industry's attention that it requires a deeper dive, a resource readers can turn to, a transport topic special report. This month, we're turning our attention to another big issue, electrification and the key factors that will drive this industry trend. In every case, we're working to provide our readers with information, analysis, and clarity on key issues confronting fleets. One comprehensive resource packed with insights that can give you the edge. Transport Topics invites you to learn more about our special reports. To reserve your copy of the latest special report, visit ttn.ws forward slash electrification. Uh, I do want to pick up on one of the points you made about driver acceptance of technology. You know, whether it's uh, an ELD or an onboard camera, uh, driver buy-in is really important for trucking fleets. You know, of course, they are working so hard to recruit and retain drivers. You know, they, they need their drivers to understand and accept and, and hopefully even appreciate the technology uh, in the vehicle. Uh, so what have you seen, Ray, in terms of driver acceptance of in-cab technology? You know, how has that changed in recent years? Yeah, I'd, I'd go back um, to 2005. I had a, a fleet I was running of over 5,000 owner-operators, independent contractors. Everything was on paper logs. And I was told, you know, Ray, there's no way you're going to get these guys to use AOBRDs. And uh, we went into our terminals. We selected uh, drivers that were influencers in those terminals and asked them uh, to install the technology and use it and to uh, think about how it can be used to help improve their quality of life uh, to, and also to make them safer uh, so they can return home to their families. And we had maybe 50 Drivers take us up on that. They installed it. Uh, they began, you know, independent contractors are the backbone of this industry in many ways. And they begin to understand how the technology facilitated uh, fuel performance. And these independent contractors were realizing several basis points improvement on miles per gallon, uh, which meant they were, you know, effectively slowing down. And, and driving at, uh, you know, proper speeds. And then it began to automate their, their logs where they no longer had to worry about it. We went through that, that process and learned that drivers uh, are more than open to the use of technology so long as it benefits and helps them in their job and their life. 
and I had independent contractors reporting dramatic improvement in their earnings, but equally important, uh, their health was improving. They were less stressed, uh, less anxious, and they just had an, an overall uh, benefit. And we got 5,000 independent contractors to adopt this technology. And so I think once they adopt it and they understand how it helps them, they don't want to live without it. And um, that's the critical nature of this. Now, certainly when you get into video-based adoption and you think about video technology and cameras that can be all around you, uh, I think we would all agree if we were sitting in our office and we had a video recording our every move, it would make us greatly uncomfortable. And so video has an element of privacy and other factors that become very critical that can increase skepticism of what the intention of the technology is. And that's why many carriers are adopting outward facing cameras. That being said, there are certainly aspects of the technology where you can help detect fatigue, uh, driver distraction, other uh, activities in that cab to help that driver avoid uh, an accident, avoid severity, because it is their lifeblood. So it's so important that we translate the use of technology into how it helps them, how they benefit from it, as opposed to, you know, you have to adopt this because we're telling you to do so and uh, without really understanding, you know, what the benefits of it are. And I think ELD laws certainly drove in a universal adoption of uh, telematics technology. And as we go through these next waves of innovation, we have to continue to keep in mind what is the benefit to the driver? What did they get out of this? How's it helped them? And make sure that we're building technology that solves the needs of both, you know, the enterprise as well as the driver. So I, I see it, you know, adoption of, of this technology, certainly laws accelerate it. But independent of law, it's just so important that we stay focused on what is uh, good for the driver, how it helps the driver in ways to make them safer, more efficient and effective doing their job. Because ultimately, they get paid when when the uh, the wheels are moving and we've got to figure out how to use technology to keep the wheels moving and, and help them be as productive and safe as possible. Certainly. I mean, it really does uh, center on the driver, um, especially now with the, the workforce uh, uh, situation and the, the constant challenges and uh, recruiting and retaining drivers. But shifting gears a little bit, uh, I also want to talk to you a little bit more broadly about mergers and acquisitions in the trucking technology sector. And of course, Omnitrax has been one of the, the biggest examples of this. You know, prior to Smart Drive, uh, your company also acquired uh, Roadnet and XRS uh, in those uh, years uh, since the spinoff from Qualcomm a while back. Now you look at some of your competitors and integration partners in the tech market. Um, many of them have also been very acquisitive in, in recent years. Uh, so do you expect to see more consolidation in the trucking technology arena in the years ahead? And uh, what can you tell us about Omnitrack's stance on any potential for additional M&A moving forward? Yeah, I, um, Seth, I would tell you that there will be continued consolidation. I think the important point here is that venture capital remains strong 
in TransTech uh, driving innovation, accelerating that innovation. It's a very highly fragmented industry. I think ATA reported that 97% of your uh, truckload dedicated so forth fleets are 20 trucks or less. So you have a very high fragmented industry, which implies that as an industry, it's an inefficient market. Uh, but, you know, because of that fragmentation, I think it makes it very difficult to scale new technologies unless you have been in this space for a long time. Uh, certainly Omnitrax has a platform we have scaled, we have relevance in the industry. And so as, as venture capital and startups and some of these new innovations emerge and begin to show signs of, uh, of adoption, it'll be difficult for them to scale it uh, at the levels that companies like Omnitrax are at. But it certainly implies that uh, their exits increasingly will be through M&A and uh, companies like Omnitrax or others acquiring these uh, smaller innovative companies uh, to expand our own footprint, both in terms of feature function or geography. So I think innovation is going to continue. Uh, you're going to see a lot of capital dollars flow into the space. Uh, to fund this innovation, and you'll continue to see those companies uh, transitioning through strategic uh, acquisitions that uh, are acquiring them to you know, round out their capabilities, not unlike other software startups um, like Salesforce, others, where you've seen this, these young innovative companies uh, build out and then become part of a larger enterprise for Omnitrax, yeah, we've um, we have acquired uh, you know an automated workflow company. They were actually pre-revenue, uh, an example of a venture cap capital-backed uh, company that was innovating. We acquired Vistrax, a similar environment, but they they were uh, revenue producing, and most recently SmartDrive. We're very focused on the completion of the convergence of these technologies and the uh, integration of the organizations into the business. So we're in the short term taking a temporary pause. Um, I think we've, we bid off uh, a lot. Uh, we certainly have the capacity to absorb it. And what's critical is that we execute on the strategic plan that, that drove these acquisitions before you know, we began uh, reconsidering additional M&A. It's our strong view that our platform uh, at Omnitrax that we've been building will enable the ability to accelerate and integrate M&A over time uh, because you, you can effectively uh, begin to leverage the platform to drive that integration and streamline, simplify, you know, the technology integration that follows. And so we, we're on a pause. I don't know if it's 12 months, 18 months, 24 months, but um, you know, we've got a, a lot of uh, growth ahead of us just independent of any M&A activity. In times like these, it's crucial to stay informed. 
Transport Topics is offering all the information you need to make business decisions in these unprecedented times. And in the wake of the many event cancellations and group gatherings, TT ensures a virtual way to consume business content and conversation. To join the conversation and stay ahead of the news, follow Transport Topics on all social outlets or by visiting ttn.ws forward slash stay informed. Now, um, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, you know, one of the biggest issues and uh, disruptions we've seen, you know, really in, you know, our, our lifetimes, which of course is the, the COVID-19 pandemic that uh, unfortunately remains a challenge, you know, not only for, you know, the transportation industry, but really for our entire society. And, you know, you, you look back on this and of course, many trucking companies have faced, you know, financial challenges during this time. Uh, depending especially on the the sector of the economy they serve. Uh, But this has also highlighted the value of technology adoption and freight visibility. So you kind of have, you know, two sides of of the coin on how the pandemic may have affected the the technology market in transportation. Uh, So I'm curious to to hear what you have seen, uh, you know, from your vantage point, Ray, you know, how, how much, you know, how has this pandemic affected uh, technology adoption in trucking? And also, how have you been working with your customers to help them manage the disruption caused by this really has, has what has been a historic event? Yeah, you know, when um, we, we began working from home on March 13th, uh, probably not too dissimilar to other uh, companies and our customers. And it's amazing when you look back on that date, uh, how many cases there were what the trends were, and you fast forward to today, you you can't even compare those two environments. And what we saw from a technology perspective uh, is during Q2 of 2020, it was like this temporary pause uh, where you saw uh, companies adjusting to this idea of working from home and making sure the infrastructure and video capabilities and all these things were put in place and companies like ours were adjusting to trying to think how do we support uh, our customers that are uh, going through some very difficult times and so we quickly pivoted to trying to understand how the uh, pandemic was uh, impacting our customer base how do we lean into that uh, to understand what it means for them and Seth, one of the dynamics here, I think you would agree that in 19, maybe most of 18, the industry added a lot of capacity. And in the second half of 19, through the the first quarter of 2020, uh, there was kind of this right-sizing going on of capacity. You know, when oversupply happens, rates drop and uh that starts pulling capacity out, rates start climbing, well, COVID hits, and it exacerbated this challenge for you know certain aspects of the industry. Certainly the last mile space accelerated, the consumer product goods space into the retail channels, grocery stores, you know, accelerated. And then you had the oil and gas and automotive and food service companies, you know, uh, slow down. So from from where we sit, what we saw was 
Q2 was a pause, uh, everybody trying to adjust to the new world order, but the overarching technology agenda did not change. It might have been temporarily paused. And then as we came into Q3, calendar year Q3, we began to see things uh, pick up back to normal speed of uh, engagement conversation, you know, next generation thinking and strategy. And certainly we began pivoting to doing a lot of uh, webinars and other uh, things to help customers understand you know, the things that others were doing, thinking, and where technology was headed. So it's been a big adjustment for all of us. I I would tell you, um, there is a, a feeling that when I look at today's activity, we, we track real-time units on air, miles traveled, stops. You know, we've got a, a fairly, I think, relative data set that is a proxy for the industry, and it is returning to that kind of March timeframe of activity or pre-COVID as restaurants started to open back up, manufacturing plants and automotive opened back up. And so there certainly is this feeling that maybe everything overcorrected too much, too fast while we understood it, and then these things started coming back online. And so where we sit today, aside from not being able to get face-to-face -face with uh, customers as frequently as we would like, you know, we're seeing uh, on-air units, uh, activity levels, you know, back to kind of pre-COVID levels. It's just, it wouldn't look the same, whereas, you know, you've got higher e-commerce activity, retail, grocery store delivery activity, you have lower uh levels of food service activity, but even their stop levels are increasing. So it, it's a, I've always wanted to write a book of uh, my career of working in the Fortune 500 and in the private equity space, venture capital, uh, you know, working at Berkshire Hathaway. And I have to say, this is probably a once in a lifetime experience from a career perspective. And I, I feel like it deserves its own chapter. <laughs> yeah, I certainly uh, would say so. And it's been uh, one of those, you know, landmark, you know, moments in history. And I'm sure that many years from now, folks in the transportation industry are going to look back on this and in part because of, you know, how important I think society in general realized you know, transportation is, you know, transportation is, is always important and is always essential. But uh, I think that, you know, we, we all, uh, you know, across society felt that uh, during this time. Uh, and we'll, we'll stay tuned to see uh, your, your book if you ever have time to, to write it. Uh, I imagine you're probably too busy these days. But, uh, but before I let you go, Ray, um, you know, I'm wondering if there are any other industry trends you're watching as we move into 2021. Uh, any final thoughts on what we can expect to see in the year ahead? Well, I, um, you know, we have been talking about an industry, uh, the internet of things, connected devices, the way that um, whether it's Wi-Fi networks, Bluetooth connections, cellular, satellite. And I think what uh, what's going to be real interesting here as a result of the pandemic is that you're going to begin to see 
just how this technology uh, works in an environment like vaccines where custodial control is so vital. And I was watching a segment by FedEx, a key partner of ours. Uh, we've been working with them uh, for a number of years on uh, some of these technologies. And I'm just so proud. You know, FedEx is one of my, uh, that's where I began my career. And uh, so it's it's been exciting to be on the technology side of the industry, working with them and seeing how they've leveraged uh, this idea of connected devices, telematics, uh, to create a custodial control, you know, of these vaccines where you literally can uh, real-time track a box, a shipment, and its custodial control as it moves through their network. So to me, the big thing that we'll be reading about in 2021 is just how this technology has brought the connectivity together to be capable of managing this uh, just vast, massive supply chain effort to get vaccines in market globally. And I think you're going to see the benefit of this innovation that's been transpiring over the last several years truly come into use in a way that every consumer, every business leader uh, can truly begin to understand it. And I think it pulls forward the adoption, uh, similar to how it pulled forward the adoption of e-commerce. I think you know, everybody's saying, well, the, the adoption rate of e-commerce, we're seeing today what we originally thought we'd see three years from now. I think what you're going to see is this IoT adoption and custodial control where you have sensors on packages connected to telematics devices on vehicle to truly create that control will become front and center and people will begin to truly see it in motion and at work and understand how it can impact their business in ways they've never thought of. And that to me is the big thing that we're going uh, to be reading about and learning about. And I'm I'm just proud that uh, Omnitrax is playing a role in all that. Well, great. You know, I think that's a, a good stopping point. Um, so let's go ahead and leave it there. But, you know, thank you again, Ray, for joining the podcast and, and sharing your insights. We really appreciate your time. And uh, it'll be fascinating to watch all this uh, develop in the year ahead. Thanks so much, Seth. It's great to uh, be with you today and get a chance to uh, talk about where things are and where we're headed. Yeah, maybe again, we'll, we can meet in person, see each other in person before uh, too much longer, uh, we can all hope. I'd certainly love that. I'm looking forward to it. Did you know you can ask Alexa to open transport topics? In just one minute, you will hear the biggest trucking headlines of that day. Be prepared and start your morning off right with Transport Topics. Before we close, let's take a moment to revisit our original questions. How can the convergence of in-cab technology streamline fleet management? And how will consolidation alter trucking's technology landscape in the years ahead? It's clear that technology adoption has improved safety and efficiency in the trucking industry, but in some cases, it has also created an environment where data too often resides in separate silos and fleets are managing multiple subscriptions and redundant in-cab hardware. As trucking's technology sector continues to evolve, 
technology suppliers will need to find ways to deliver more tightly integrated capabilities that can help cut costs, reduce complexity, and above all, make it easier for fleet managers to utilize the data they're capturing to improve their businesses. The potential to integrate and streamline onboard technology has also been one factor driving mergers and acquisitions in the trucking technology sector. That consolidation trend will likely continue in the years to come, but fleets will still have many options to choose from in the technology marketplace as new waves of entrepreneurs and startups enter the transportation industry. Some of these ventures will fail, some will succeed, and some will eventually become part of larger organizations through acquisition. If you've enjoyed this episode of Road Signs, please let others know. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If my questions have sparked questions of your own, share them with me and the Road Signs team. You can email us at share at ttnews.com. We'll read them and respond daily. And we'll be back in a couple weeks with part two of our series on transportation technology trends in 2021. Next time, we'll be taking a look at the movement to improve supply chain sustainability and boost fuel efficiency in the trucking industry. Until then, I'm Seth Clevenger. Thank you for listening.